The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Good to see those of you listening to the recording, i.e. the less cool, sorry folks, and the vast uh, minority that are with us live. Um, I think Lindsay's got some questions uh, people have asked before. So we're going to start with those. If you were here live and have a question you want me to answer right now, um, and if it, you know enough of the, why are you so good looking and how did you get to be so charming? I, I appreciate those questions, but we just don't have time. Um, so if you're here live, uh, hit a, Lindsay's work in the chat, so she will respond to you and get you on. But until then, let's start with the pre, oh, and if you want to send a question for the future, support at growmycleaningcompany.com. Or I think if you're part of our Facebook group, which is where we stream this live, you can maybe tag Lindsay in a question there and she'll get you, uh, she'll get you sorted. So that said, what do we, who, who's, who needs some help? What do we got, Lindsay? All right. First off, we got Ruth via email and she asks, how do I break into B2B or business to business services where another cleaning company is servicing? This is what she hears a lot. She says, management tells me they, they, that, hey, we have someone already. What is the possibility of breakthrough in such a situation? Great question. Is this Ruth is the lady's name? Hey, Ruth, thanks for your question. So lots and lots to think about. First and foremost, the way I roll and would coach you all to do, including my new friend, Ruth, is I'm not looking to find people that don't want what I have and like convince them, so to speak. I'm looking to find people that have pain and help them solve it. So if I went somewhere and they're like, I've already got a cleaning service. I'm like, are you, do you like them? Are you happy? And they go, yeah, we love them. Then I have nothing to say about that. I'm going to put in my file and go, great. Would you... I'm sure it won't be with you, but I've found sometimes people are happy today, but in three or six or nine months, things change. Would you like me to give you a call four or five months? Just check in? Maybe. Or I might just do it without even asking. But my goal is not to find people that are happy and try and swip, switch them because why would they switch? There's really only one reason and that would, well, most won't, but if they would, it's just price. And then, well, now I'm in a price war and that's not a, that's not even a battle I want to get. And do I want a client who would slip my throat for a nickel down there? Let's just, I don't want any part of it. So I would rather you spend your time going, hi, I want to buy my services. Hi, I want to buy my services. Hi, I want to buy my services to a hundred people. And then the two or three or five that go, yes, I'm interested in your service. Spend all of your time there as opposed to how do you want my services? No. And spending a bunch of time with that guy or gal. And a little spoiler alert, that's all marketing is. Postcards, telemarketing, events, live stuff. Um, what else? I mean, Facebook groups, online marketing ads, Google, <laughs> billboards, cars wrapped, all of it is just, hi, want to buy my service? Hi, interest in this? Hi, interest in this? And then the people that raise their hand, that's who we spend our time focusing on. So short answer, I would not try and convince a happy person to with their cleaning service to buy my crap. I would find someone unhappy with their cleaning service and try and make their life better. Hopefully that um, makes your world a little easier, a little faster. And I promise you'll enjoy sales and marketing a lot more, Ruth, if you're dealing with people that want your stuff and trying to help them than if you're trying to like arm wrestle people that don't want your crap into wanting it. Excellent. All right. All right. Lindsay um, gave me an excellent. I'm feeling good. Usually she <laughs> suck and curses at me. So that was a good one. I, she didn't curse. I'm doing okay. Yeah. We got a lot of cursing on uh, these lives. You know, I got to bleep myself out when I edit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Ferran. Fer wow. Melissa Ferranti. You can tell I'm not Italian. 
She says, I have a few clients I need to raise prices for. These clients have had some unfortunate circumstances in life lately, which is why I've waited to raise their price. How would you suggest handling this dilemma? Should I wait a few months so I'm not piling more on them? Or is this something I just need to get over and stop feeling guilty about? Well, first of all, you said Melissa? Yes, Melissa. First of all, Melissa, I love your heart and your sweetness um, and wanting to take care of your people. That said, I think a lot of times we own too much of our own client circumstance. So we have that with our own clients. There's people I talk to that are, when we they get to us, they're super broke and they're on the verge of bankruptcy and their company's a mess. And, you know, we charge money for our services. Lindsay gets paid and I get paid and everybody gets, you know, there's a lot of, it costs a lot to do all this stuff. And it breaks my heart because I desperately want to help everybody, but our time is limited, right? We only have a certain amount of resources and the person that's on the verge of bankruptcy, A, couldn't pay anything. So now we got to take money from other people to kind of support that. B, they're going to need 10 times the support that we can give that the other person is going to need that did pay. And C, if they don't pay, they don't value it. So I had to make a very intentional effort to go, I can't help everybody, right? With all the money in the world, nobody can help everybody, right? The biggest companies in the world what is it? Tesla, most valuable Apple. Everyone doesn't have a Tesla. Everyone doesn't have an Apple, right? They can't, even though if they can't help everybody, how in God's greater can I help everybody, right? So you, I would encourage you, Melissa, not to take ownership for how they got where they're at, right? Like you're not creating that. You just showed up there, right? That's what I had to learn. I didn't create this person. I'm here to help. I'm here to fuck, fix this thing, but I didn't create the, the circumstance they're in. So don't own a circumstance that's not yours to own, first and foremost. Second of all, because you know you're going to have to make decisions based on, I have limited resources. There's only so many people you can hire, only so many people you can put on your schedule. You know, if you don't believe me, if I gave you 100 clients today that you had to start tomorrow, you'd go out of business. You couldn't pot, you'd crumble. You can't handle it. So there is a limit to the clients that you can take. So we can pick by hard stories. Well, this person's a mess and broken and whatever and can't pay. That's great. But how many people are we going to be able to serve long-term overall? Virtually none, because now we're going to go out of business, right? So that that's not going to help. Or we can pick based on those who pay. And it's not fair. I'll give you that. But if there's limited resources and unlimited demand, we have to pick somehow, right? So money is a great way to go. I am voting. You know, I've spent time to earn this money and I'm going to give some of it to you. I obviously value you. Um, so I would just encourage you to free yourself from, especially, you know, if we're selling life-saving drugs, that's a whole different kettle fish, right? If I had a drug that saved lives and it cost me a nickel, I'm not judging anyone else how they run their business. I'm just saying for me, that would be a different moral quandary. Um, both coaching and cleaning are luxury services, right? Nobody needs those things. They can, they're just not needed. They're wildly important, but not needed. So you just got to be okay with, you have a finite amount of time and attention. You're going to give it to somebody. And if you give it to somebody that doesn't pay, you're going to take it away from someone that would be willing to pay. And we know the person that is willing to pay values it because they're willing to pay. The person that is unable or unwilling to pay, maybe they're interested, maybe they're not. But if you believe in the Bible or just common sense, your heart is where your treasure is, right? And when people give you a little bit of their treasure, they give you a little bit of their heart. They won't do that. You know, it's like, who's more committed to your house being clean, me or you, right? <laughs> they're not willing to pay, it's you. So give yourself permission, run a clean business, charge people the right amount, and no offense to our kind clients, but if they can't afford $337, they can't afford $292, right? Like if your $40 price increase, wherever it is, is going to put them over the edge, you weren't the problem, I can assure you.
So hopefully that gives you, if, if it helps, Melissa, I give you my permission. <laughs> Raise prices. You're not a bad person. You're a business person. And most of the time they'll pay. If they don't, most of the time, like I totally get it, not be jerks. And if they are jerks, don't feel bad that you tried to charge a living wage for somebody and they treated you poorly. Now you're like, great. I don't want to serve you anyway. So get, it's not even about the right answer. You have permission. It's the right thing. I promise. Go charge right. It's about you just giving your, yourself permission and feeling good about it. So feel free to take this permission that I'm giving you, which is worthless and give it to yourself and go, I can, I can charge what I want. And it's okay if they say yes. And it's okay. If you say no, you get to pick who you work with and for how much. That was some excellent mind co mindset coaching right there, Mike. I won't tell Suzanne, but it would have been good. funnier if you went, meh, I could have done better. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I tried hard. <laughs> meh, not as good as Suzanne, but we'll, we'll let it pass. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, give, if Lindsay's going, Melissa, give me a call offline. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an actual answer, Mike. That was that was garbage. Here's my email. Email me. I'll, I'll give you some better stuff. I'm like, ouch. <laughs> we got to be mean on here. All right. Uh, Estella Freeman, she always sends us in excellent messages. I, excellent is my word of the day. I don't know where that's coming from. Anyhow, Estella says, I am having core values-based conversations with our scheduler when she makes a mistake, doesn't turn in data, blah, blah, blah. And she finds herself continuing to explain the reasons behind like how they do things. And uh, it's not working. She's basically micromanaging. She says, yuck. Um, I think I've been avoiding them and need to part ways. Am I oversharing? Plus actually causing our scheduler to see no boundaries. Yeah. I, here's the thing. Gosh, there's so much to unpack. That's a big one. Stella. Yeah. Stella's making me work today. I was hoping they'd just all be softballs. I could just knock them out of the park. Here we are making my, making me think for a living. I do not like that Stella. You should know better. Um, okay. So first and foremost, we've got to make sure the core values are clear and I don't have her core values. So I can't go over that. But for us, it's have fun, make money, be real, help out. So to all the people listening, if I did a survey and said, what do you think we mean by make money? I'm pretty sure I'd get a consensus. We're not going to get a thousand different answers, right? <laughs> Everyone's kind of clear. Our, what do you think about be real? People are going to you know, have different takes, but they're all going to be very similar, right? But if I said something like do the right thing, well, gosh, what Lindsay thinks is the right thing might be completely different than my right thing. Um, and on down the road, if I said be positive. Like that could mean a lot of different things. So first and foremost, you've got to make sure that your core values are clear. Second of all, you've got to make sure that they actually are a core values fit. So before I start a core values conversation, I'm going to reconnect them with that. So, Hey, Lindsay, um, you are a bright lady. I think, um, you know, hopefully you feel that we pay you fair, maybe even a little more than fair, but if all you wanted was money, I bet you, you could go find a job for more of it, right? Working maybe even less work. My understanding is why you're here is you love, you want to be, you demand, you require having a workspace where you can have fun and make money and be real and help out. Is that the case? And if Lindsay says, no, I'm here for the money. Oh, well now let's find a place where you can match up what you want, right? Instead, as opposed to having mismatch core values, you actually at a place that pays well and you love being there, right? It, you, you enjoy going to work. So usually that's not going to happen. They're going to give you a yes. Okay. Well, if that's really the case, Lindsay. Let's walk through this. Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you want to say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there.
So it's tough without a specific example of what your scheduler is doing. Did she give one little thing that the scheduler is not doing or doing that she doesn't like, Lindsay, that uh, we can use? Let me double check on that. Um, not turning in data is one thing okay. she mentioned. So, and again, I'm going to use my core values because I don't know Stella's, but I'm sure you can you can do the translation. So Lindsay, when you don't turn in the data, um, I got to tell you, for me, it's not super fun because I feel like I've got to chase you for it. And I don't know if you think these kinds of conversations are fun, but I'm not loving them. Is, would you say, and again, I've already got Lindsay to commit that she is her values, not my values. I'm trying to beat into her. She was wanting to have fun, make money, be real and help out before she came here. She's going to want that while she's here. And when she moves on to her next thing, she's still going to be out there having fun, making money, be because those are her values, not my values. We just happen to share them. That's why she was attracted to this position. That's why I was attracted to her. So would you agree or how, how do you think not turning your debt is fun for you, for the client, for me? She's probably going to go, I don't think it is very fun. Yeah, agreed. I, I don't think so. What about making money? Do you think you'll make more money by turning in your data or not turning? Clearly, um, you're going to get fired. You'll make nothing if you don't do the job. And what do you think about the company? you think the company will make more money? What do you think about our clients? Well, I think we can agree across the board. You not turning in your data is we're all going to make less money. So we're not having fun. We're not making money. Uh, and be real. When I started this job, I told you, you're going to have to turn your data daily. And you told me you would do that. Um, I took you at your word. You're not doing it. So do you feel like you're being real when you said you would before and you're not? No, no, I'm not being real. Got it. Um, have fun, make money, be real, help out. <laughs> do you think it's super helpful that you're not turning in data or do you think you're not helping? So she's over four on the core values. So I can't recall having more than two core values-based conversation with any employee over any span of time on the hundreds of employees I've had in my career ever, not one. Maybe it's happened. I don't recall it because one of two things is going to happen. One, those aren't her core values and she's going to realize it and they kind of just wander away because Lindsay's going to leave going, oh, I thought that was just a bunch of BS that he said, have fun, make money. I didn't know that that was like really how they're going to do the deal here. And those drive me nuts and I'll just kind of wander away. Or they are her core values and she sees the inherent logic of, I do want to have fun. And this is not fun to do that. I do. I am a real person. I do keep my word. I do want to make money. And she's going to snap back into her values, not my values. I can't make Lindsay. I can make Lindsay follow my values as long as I'm watching and I have a gun or money or some sort of something. But as soon as that gun or money is gone or I turn my back, Lindsay will over any human, Lindsay, Mike, everyone listening will over back to their own core values. So they typically either snap back if they are their core values or they wander off when they're not because like, oh, this is an uncomfortable place to work. I thought they were just talking about this, but apparently this is an actual standard. I'll just go work somewhere else that has standards that match mine or doesn't actually hold me accountable. I'll be a part of that thing. Rarely are they going to stay and keep banging their head against that wall. So if you have a core values-based conversation like that, Estella, rarely, if ever, are they going to just keep doing that. And if you feel, and I'll give the last thing, not just for Stella, but for everybody, um, of the hundreds of employees I've had and dozens, I don't know about hundreds, but certainly dozens I've had to let go, not one ever, oh, for, we'll call it a hundred. I don't know if it's more or less, but oh, for a hundred. Did I let them go and went, dang it, I should have let them go. Just, I should have waited just one more week. Just one, just two more weeks. I wish I would have waited. I made a mistake. I'm not sure. Um, 100% of them. I was like, God dang it. Well, I was either like, okay, that was, that was, that was a good time or I should have done it soon. And 100% of the ones I knew in my heart at this time, it, it's, it's over. Like this isn't it. And that Lindsay and I literally went through that today with <laughs> somewhere testing out. She's like, yeah, anyway. Um, 
a hundred percent of the time I knew in my heart day one, and I had the conversation with them day 11 or day five, I always wish I would have had it on day one. And it really stings when the rest of the team comes, why don't you let that guy go earlier? Like, God bless America. Like you think, you think you're doing this secret, like nobody notices that you're making bad leadership decisions. They all notice. And the good ones will come and be like, yeah, I was wondering, you know, cause they, you know, they don't want to gossip or talk crap about employee, but when they leave, they kind of give you the, we've seen it for three months. What took you so long chief? So short answer, if you feel it, because I think she said in her question, am I overreacting? Am I, I feel like, yeah, that's a really good indicator that it's not a fit. So sorry for the long answer, but it's such a good question, Estella. Um, I think we've got room for one more. If there's a good live one, let's do that. If there's not, let's stick with the the script. Oh, Lindsay's, Lindsay's doing her, that means I'm going to have to work and it's going to be a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited because finally you guys are just lurking and someone on chat, Heidi Frame. Says, hey, Heidi. Yeah, she is new to the group. She says, question, what is better, have teams or just one person cleaning a house? Ooh, golly, Heidi coming in hot, brand new. Like that's a solid uh, solid question, new lady. Welcome welcome to our little party. Um, some, Lindsay, give Heidi a gold star right on the forehead. She deserves it. I'll turn that like into a love I gave her. Okay, <laughs> Lindsay's looking at me confused. Like, I don't know, you know this is virtual, Mike. I don't see, I don't have a star. She's not here, I can't touch, like I don't, I guess there might be a gold star emoji that, you know, you kids could figure out, but I was thinking physical, like gold star right on the forehead with the thumb, just like a, a total boss. Sorry, Heidi. I, I know you're been 10 seconds community. You're like, I'm in the wrong place. These people are terrible. All right. But I'll give you a good answer before you leave and discuss. So great question. Um, some of the things that we teach are non-negotiable, in my opinion, core values, good pricing structure, picking the right client getting paid in. There's some things that will really having insurance, following the law, all sorts of these good things, kind of non-negotiable. If you don't do them, your business will go out. Others won't absolutely kill your business, but they make it so freaking hard. Why would you do that? It just makes it way too hard. And then others are the final categories, things that I've got a lot of experience with. And I, I, feel, I have some feelings and I feel one way is better than the other, but I've seen it work both ways. And I can't be like, this is the right answer. It's wrong the other way. Your My answer to your question, Heidi, is that third category. So I'm going to give you some encouragement, but this isn't one of those things. If you do it wrong, it's going to be a huge weight on your business. It's not going to put you out of business. If you do it right, it's not going to make you millions. It's just something I have a preference on having a lot of experience. And I'll give you what I would do and why I would do it. And also give you kind of the downside and why the, the opposing position could be equally uh, effective. So short answer, I would send people out in teams and I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you why people in uh, going by themselves would be preferable. One, um, it's easier to schedule just one dude, right? Like there you go. Two, you probably will get your cleaning times down just a little bit, right? So say I can clean a place in four hours. Lindsay and I should take two hours. We might take two hours and 15 minutes because we're talking, you know, everything perfectly. And, you know, I don't know everything she knows and vice versa and blah, 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 blah. Heaven forbid, we might stop and have a two minute car. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's not going to be as effective and efficient. Um, that's the good sides for having just one by one. And then also for the lone wolf people, 
you don't have to have any, and again, I don't have these, if you, if you're running the core values, you won't have this, but you know, Lindsay doesn't like Susie and Susie doesn't like Heidi and Heidi doesn't like Mike and blah, all around and around we go. And you've got to deal with that drama, but that really, if you're running your company with core values based people, there's no one on my team. Like if Jared and Lindsay or Suzanne and me, or there's no two people that I could put in a car for a half a day and then spend time where they'd be like, Oh, I don't want to, I'm not going to be, you know, Maybe Jared and Jackson, <laughs> they actually, they would complain about it, but love it. They <laughs> they would hold hands and skip, but they pretend. So again, that I think is a different problem with core values, but you could say it also would save on employee drama. If you have employee drama, I would argue the number of people on the team is not at the, at the, at the base of that problem. <laughs> the problem is core values, but I did want to throw that in. Okay. Now let me give you the reasons I would recommend a team. And there are several. And my team size would always be two at a minimum, and then going up as much as you need to keep the shift under about four hours, right? So if it was like a 15-hour job, I'm not going to have two people working seven and a half hours. I'm going to have like four or five people. So always start with two and then work your way up um, just to keep the shift hour on four hours because people tend to get a little drained or even if, it, even if it's like a three-hour job and they go to another hour or two job, I don't like a shift physically cleaning more than four or five hours on any given day. Um, and even at one location, no more than like three or four hours because people start losing interest, getting tired, yada, yada. And I understand there are some insane people that can work eight hours a day cleaning and they do great. They are the exception, not the rule. That's 10% of society. So you don't want to eliminate 90% of your workforce by saying, I only want these unicorns that can physically clean by themselves with no, no other humans for eight hours of a day. They exist, but come on, hard to find. Okay. So the benefits are many. One, is uh, again, 10% of the people are a lone wolf. Just shut up and leave me alone. I'll clean like a, a robot for hours on end. 90% need the other humans, right? So turnover will go down typically. And I'm not saying I know there's some crazy lone wolf people that will stay 10 years working all by themselves. I'm not saying this is the only way. I'm just saying it's the overwhelming majority. People will stay longer if they've got someone else to, to talk with. To just for security, um, and I don't want to be sexist or anything, but if it's on commercial, I send a couple late, a lady out by herself somewhere house at midnight. I'm just not comfortable. Dude either, but I, anyone, girls, guys, but even, you know, whatever. I just, I'm not comfortable sending someone by themselves. And there's two levels of security. I don't want Lindsay outside in a building by herself in the middle of the night. And, you know, Lindsay's just made the face. She doesn't want it either. And she's a thief. You know, she's going to steal crap. <laughs> Lindsay, wait, what? Um, Lindsay's not a thief, but you know, God forbid something happened and she needs to steal food to feed her family for bread or something. If there's someone with her, she's going to have a harder time. It's just, it's just security for everybody, right? Just for the, the owner of the building, for the people on site, it's just better security. Second, if, um, Lindsay doesn't show up and she's a team of one-on-one, I got a problem. <laughs> if Lindsay doesn't show up and she's a team of two or three, you know, that day, someone going by themselves ain't ideal, but it's certainly possible. So the big three things are, it's just easier if someone doesn't show up, you can still have someone go just, you know, that the, the rest of the team can typically still do the jobs. Two, there's some security. Three, both for the, the cleaners and the owner of the building. And then finally, it's much easier to find people that are willing to clean in teams uh, over lone wolves that don't want to talk to anybody. Because again, it's, it's a tough job and just be like, go out there with no other humans, no other whatever. It's a tough job. So did that, uh, do you think I covered our friend Heidi's answer? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense to me. Cool. All right. I feel like we're kind of at the end of the time there. Any, um, anything else we need to cover, Lindsay, before we, before we call it? Um, just one little note. Um, Serena Day, I see your questions in the Facebook chat. And we are going to answer them next week because they're good questions. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I see Ooh, let's you. Do, let's do a cliffhanger. What's the questions? And we'll start with them next week. So people, if you want to hear the question, come check it out next week. I love it. Okay. 
Let me scroll back up. <laughs> All right. Lindsay's, well, Lindsay's scrolling. If you, again, if you want to ask a question, we're going to be here every day or every Wednesday, two o'clock Pacific, five o'clock Eastern. And um, if you if you want to hear the stream, just if you're on the Facebook uh, or if you're on the podcast, you have to join the Facebook group. It's totally free, but that's where you stream live. If you have a question, Lindsay or support at growmycleancompany.com. All right. Hit us with our cliffhanger question, lady. All right. Serena says, I have a question about competition. It seems every time I look on Facebook, there's 15 new cleaners. So how does she deal with that kind of competition? That's, That's a good, uh, good cliffhanger. All right, guys, gals, hopefully that was value. We will start uh, next Wednesday live with how to deal with, you know, 15 new cleaners on Facebook every time you go there. And between now and then, if you need more help, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. Nothing but free resources, everything you need to grow a million dollar cleaning company. We will see you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.